Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Joseph Lobbock from Sacred Heart of Jesus in Wadsworth, my home parish. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim. Good to be with you today. It's great to have you again today. Uh, we're, we're going through the UCAT. We're talking about what we believe as Catholics. And uh, in the Youth Catechism today, we're going to talk about the Mass, one of my favorite subjects, and I'm, I'm certain it's one of your favorite subjects. And we're going to talk about uh, not only what the Mass is, but, but in particular, why, it, why it's so important to us as Catholics. Right. Um, so the question 213 asks, what, what elements are, are essential to the Mass? The Mass itself, the essential, of course, it's mainly divided into two parts, the Liturgy of the Word, the Liturgy of the Eucharist. Before the Liturgy of the Word actually begins, there is also the introductory rites with the opening hymn and the, the greeting, the penitential rite on Sundays and a holy days of obligation, we sing the Gloria, uh, except during Advent and Lent, of course. Then there is the prayer, the opening prayer, the collect that the priest uh, says at the opening of Mass. And after that, we sit down and we begin to listen to the Word of God. So that begins the, sec- the first main part of the Mass. That is, you know, it's very important that we listen to the Word of God because it is in his word that God instructs us. He enlightens us. He shows us the way. He reveals himself to us, reveals his plan for our salvation. So we can't just kind of sit back and and act as if this person is just reading out of a book about something that happened a long time ago. This is the word of God. It is living and true. It is God speaking through that person to you and to me, to all of us. So we should listen intently. If, if Jesus came down and, and stood at that microphone and began to read the scriptures, we, he would have our undivided attention. And so it should be that this is what we do. It's a good thing. I encourage people, uh, try to come a little bit early to Mass and go through the readings. They're usually there in the Missalette or the hymnal. In our church, I know it's there in the hymnal. So read through them, and then during the readings, sit and listen. That's what that's what the, the, the readings are in the book for you to look at ahead of time. Not necessarily to follow along, but to look at ahead of time so that we know what's coming. We have an idea of what God is going to be saying to us so we can think about it that much better. The first reading being always, you know, from the Old Testament. Or during the Easter time, it's the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, And then that's followed by the responsorial psalm, which we either say or sing. It's the thing back and forth. The verses are either sung or recited, and the the refrain is, 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 is proclaimed by the people. After that, the second reading, typically taken from... Uh, 
the letters of St. Paul, or Peter, John, Jude, one of those letters from the New Testament. Followed that is followed by the Alleluia, we all stand and proclaim our openness and our willingness, our eagerness to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we stand to hear the gospel. The priest or the deacon proclaims the gospel, and that's, of course, followed by the homily, in which is there is an attempt by the priest or deacon to explain the scriptures or really any part of the Mass. Any of the, of the prayers can be the basis of a homily, anything in the Mass, to try to get that across to what God is trying to reveal to us and trying to make that applicable to our everyday life, that this is where we can use these things out in the world to help us to live the kind of life God created us to live. And after we have listened to the word of God and, and pondered it through the homily, then we stand and profess our faith. We make that profession of faith by praying together the Nicene Creed, which is a compilation of all of what we believe as Catholics, the main essential parts of our faith. Then after we have professed our faith, we offer our prayers to God, our petitions for the world, for our government leaders, for the sick and the suffering, for any kind of special needs, and especially then finally for those who have, have died and have gone be, before us in faith. So that's pretty much the liturgy of the word. Uh, but again, the importance of that, to listen with not just our ears, but to listen with our hearts. St. Benedict said in his rule that he urged the monks to listen to the word with the ear of their heart, to listen with the ear of the heart. It's not just a physical thing, just goes in there, but to take it at heart, take it to heart, so that it really can shape and change our lives, that the Word of God can take root in our hearts and make a difference in the way we live our life. Where else can we do that? So I would interject, you know, again, that whole idea of the importance of the Mass. Going to Mass is the most important thing we do in our lives. I, if I've said that once, I've said it a hundred times at least. It's the most important thing we do. And yet so many people choose other things, other activities, or doing nothing at all to coming to Mass. They convince themselves that they can pray to God in their own way. They can take a walk in the woods. They can look at, at, the, at the lake and sit on the shore and, and pray in their own way. Or they can just stay at home and pray, which is all well and good. That's fantastic. I wonder how many of those people who don't go to Mass are really taking that hour to do those things, first of all. And second of all, how does that substitute the community gathering in faith and listening to the Word of God being proclaimed and someone standing up there, a priest or deacon, who will take the time to explain it in some way to us and apply it to our everyday lives? That doesn't happen. We need the church. That was Jesus' whole point. We need the church 
to teach us, to guide us, to sanctify us and make us holy. Otherwise, we're kind of out there on our own and we're off in a hundred million directions. If we have questions and we wonder about things, who's going to clear those things up? So going to Mass is, is such a, it's the high point of our week. And we have to look at it that way, not just one activity that we have to squeeze in on Sunday in the midst of a whole list of things, but it is the activity. And especially parents with children should convey that to their children and tell them what we're going to do is so important. We're going to be with God, to be with others and praise and worship him. Give him thanks for all that he's done for us. Not just say, well, we got to go to Mass first, you know, and then we can do all that other stuff we got planned. That's not putting a, a, a good seed thought into their hearts. It becomes then to them something that we got to do. Let's get through it. And the quicker, the better. You know, what's so bad about giving that hour or so? Some priests, unfortunately, rush through the Mass to please the people, to make it quick, short, to the point, and get them in, get them out. It's a, it, it's, it's, it gives a very bad, bad impression of what this worship of God is. And nor do we go there to be entertained. We go there to worship, to give of ourselves, to open our minds and hearts to God's presence. So many uh, people try to make it entertaining and, and with flashy music or all kinds of other things that they put up there. That's not worship of God. But worship means giving of ourselves, giving ourselves, offering ourselves, just like Jesus did when he offered his life on the cross. So like I said, there's nothing more important in our lives than going to Mass. It is a preview of heaven. Of the, When we go to Mass, especially in, in the liturgy of the Eucharist, it is said that there are angels that surround the altar. We can't see them. But I've heard it tell that small children have actually been able to see those angels. That's why they're so anxious sometimes to sit up close so they can see those things. But they're there. They're worshiping God. Jesus is present on the altar. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But just to, to remember that this is a, a very important part of our life, more important than we can even begin to imagine. And it helps us more than we think it does. You know, going to Mass a couple times, uh, two or three weeks in a row, if you haven't been gone for a while, is not going to radically change your life. But it's a, an ongoing relationship with God of continually turning to Him. That's going to make the difference. I know there were, I hate to admit it, but there was a time in my life when I was younger that I didn't go to Mass every week. And uh, I think there's several reasons why I didn't go. Part of it was laziness. Uh, but part of it was that I wouldn't be forced to take a good, honest look at myself if I didn't have to go to church. I could continue living the way that I was, which unfortunately at that point was in mortal sin. I was doing a lot of things I shouldn't have been doing. But by not going to Mass, I was able to ignore right. the fact that I was a mortal sinner. And uh, our good friend Jeff Flaherty has a saying that we're only one good confession away 
from going to Mass and being able to receive the Eucharist. That's very true. So for me, I stayed away from church and from confession for a long time. It was more than a few years. But by God's grace, I realized what I was doing. My Catholic guilty conscience got the best of me. I started going to confession. I started going to Mass. And just like back in the good old days of Sacred Heart grade school and Hoban High School, I started to go to Mass every day once again. So again, uh, as you said, I started to begin to realize how important it is to have a relationship with Jesus and how important it is to worship God at least once a week at the very least. Yes. That time we spend at Mass is the most intimate time we have with God. It is the closest we're going to get to God in this life when we go to Mass and Communion. God wants to be in our lives, and hopefully we want Him to be in our lives. And there's no better way to do that than by going to Mass and being part of what is happening, because Jesus at that moment is giving Himself to us, something that cannot happen any other place in the world except at the altar. Great. Thank you, Father. We've been listening to Father Joe Lobick share his thoughts on the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. And we're going through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church. This has been Tim Perry for Faith with Father. Until next time on Living Bread Radio, we'll see you then. God bless you. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.